Welcome on into the 2-3 podcast. I'm Cam, that is Zach. Coming off a nice win against Boston College, a 79-65 dub, Zach, to ring in the new year. Happy New Year 2023 is here. Feels the good to get that dub right before our celebrations. And yeah, we got the dub against BC. We're feeling good. Now, it was a little bit of a slow start, which was uh, definitely very frustrating because this has been a consistent thing basically in this program for a couple of years now, but especially in this year, it seems like we love doing that. But things got clicking in the second half and um, second half of the first half, I should say. And then uh, overall, just kind of running away with it. And it was one of those relaxing wins towards the end where you knew everything was going to be pieced together. And it seemed like the boys just kind of did everything right in this. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think we saw some really good things. And I also do think we saw some not so good things. And honestly, there were some bad things, too. It was a little bit of a mixed bag. But like you said, like overall and in the end, you know, we got the W, obviously, which matters most. And you got to be happy with that one. To recap all this, we need to look at the guy who is basically the star of the game. And this is definitely something that he could put on his career, on his highlight reel, because hopefully this is to get things going for him because we desperately need it from the forwards. And that was Benny Williams. After a slow start, he was able to pretty much put the team, not really on his back, but he uh, he was able to kind of get the momentum going. And it seems, Zach, like this was the one game that we've wanted from Benny for a very long time. No, for real. This was like the game. He did have a really good game against Colgate early on where he got his first double-double of the season, which this is now his second. 11 boards, five of them were offensive rebounds, which is huge. Just just huge energy and effort from Benny. Really fantastic to see. Benny really played fantastic, and you just can't give him more flowers for this one. So last year, uh, if you remember a little bit, he kind of showed that he could shoot, but he didn't really use it all that often. Are you surprised now that he's kind of breaking that out of his bag and he's actually becoming a a pretty decent shooter? Yeah, I mean, he's he went two for two from the from the from three this game. So, I mean, I think we all knew he was capable. He just never really showed it in games. And I still know if he's like going to be, you know, a certified shooter quite yet. But he's definitely capable if he if he gets open look if he's in good flow which he was this this game against BC it, when he's in good flow and he he's he's open I'm super confident to take that shot and he he knocked down both of his attempts so you love to see it so something that uh, Jim has been talking about a couple of times is the lack of energy that he's seeing from Benny and the lack of energy that he's just seeing from his game in general. It seemed like that was completely different for for this because it seemed like he was really into it. He brought his energy, and you've seen flashes of that throughout the year. But overall in this one, he definitely brought his A game, and he kept saying that um, after winter break was over, him and Jim were staying after practice, working on a few things, and it seemed like everything was just kind of pieced together, and it seemed like him and Jim were actually on the same page for once. Yeah, no, it was really great to see. And we, like you said, we've seen him hit this gear before where he had this effort and energy, but it's been a while. He's been a little bit of a slump, I guess you could say, but he's back into gear. Hopefully he can stay in that gear 
And I mean, it's it's tough to find that gear. I, I got, every player has their own way they can get into that gear. And it's not as easy as just going there. Like you have to, it's like, I don't know, it's like a game to get into that gear. So hopefully he's able to just stay consistent and, and keep, keep the style of play up. So in our little preview that we do uh, before games, we had talked about how this could potentially be a bit of a nightmare matchup for, for JG3. And I'm not going to say that Zach and I are always wrong, but we were definitely wrong about this one because BC had absolutely no answers for Joe. He he had 24 points. He had four assists. He played really well against a team that was really in his face. And throughout the year, we have seen that if a team is really up in his face, he does not play well. But for this game, I mean, it, it was really no issue for him. Yeah, I, we were worried and... I do think BC was gritty, like they, like especially Zachary, who you know we we talked about in the preview. He, he he's like just a nuisance. He's like poking and prodding the entire game. But JG three didn't mind, and he had a fantastic you know typical twenty four points, great game for him. And I think this this was huge. I was actually like pretty surprised that Joe like did not care at all. He just played his game and played fantastic. Well, it seems like we're seeing a little bit more of the maturity from Joe. We're seeing that he's able to kind of compete with the people that he needs to be able to compete with. He's going out there. He seems much more confident when he's not necessarily handling the ball the whole time. I think that this year in particular is nice for him because Judah's going to be doing the dirty work and all JG3 has to do is find his spots and shoot. And that's going to take him into the next level. And I think for this team, Zach, we have desperately needed a certified shooter other than JG3. But until then, at least he's holding down the fort. At least he's actually keeping everything going and keeping the momentum up. Yeah, and against BC, JG3 actually had some help from three. Justin Taylor came in and made two huge threes off the bench. Yeah, and this this is somebody that we've needed to have a nice game too, because it seems like Justin Taylor's had, he's been a little bit quiet. He's been on the bench. He hasn't been used too much. You know, you're, you're hoping that he's going to get into his groove, but is he kind of reminding you of like a buddy where he was sort of struggling in the first year, but he was not shooting as well as everybody had kind of thought that he would. Maybe Justin Taylor just needs a little bit of time before he finally blossoms into something that, you know, we we've kind of needed this whole time. No, I think that's a great comparison. Just like any freshman, he just needs a little bit of time to develop and get more confident. So I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll see it, especially next year or even, you know, the season is still relatively young, you know, like maybe a little bit over a third of the way through the season here. So I think we're we're pretty happy where Justin is now. And I think this, the sky's the limit. So I think Buddy's a good comparison, though, for his freshman year. So overall, like we had said, JG3 has definitely needed help from three. And in this game, we, we got it. Both Benny and JT were 100% from three. They both were two for two. And as a team, I mean, we shot 50% from three. I don't know if that's going to happen every game, but at least for now, it's nice to see that we are able to get the shots going because that's not really a facet of the game that we have utilized too much. And it's not necessarily something that we thought we could bring to the table this year. But if we are able to bring it, Zach, that's that's dangerous for some te- for some teams down the road. I, I don't know if we'll be able to consistently do that. Like I don't think we'll we'll be able to have two guys shoot 100 percent from the three moving forward here. 
but we definitely need to establish an outside shooting game beyond JG3. So hopefully we can, you know, do something better than what it has been in the past. I think 50%, two guys shooting 100% is unrealistic. I don't think we'll, we'll see this again. But nonetheless, it was really great to see tonight. And ultimately, that's a huge, huge reason why we were able to win this game. One more person that we need to highlight is Munir. He, after Jesse got into foul trouble pretty early, which is something that it's like Jesse's kryptonite. If he gets into foul trouble early, like we're we're kind of doomed. But Munir, he he was able to hold his own, even though he got in himself into some foul trouble with some questionable calls, we could say. He had four blocks. And if Munir doesn't come in and contribute like this, Zach, you know, BC is is they could have possibly gotten something going earlier on, but He's able to kind of hold the hold the fort when when Jesse's in foul trouble. No, I mean you, you put it perfectly. He was able to hold down the fort, and that's exactly what he did. He didn't come in and you know do like he was able to contribute four blocks, like you said. And yeah, there's nothing more to say than he did a great minutes, great contributions, and he held it down. So we need to move on now to the not so good and. I think that the the two people that we were really excited to see in this game, and they did get playing time, was uh, Malik Brown and Quidir Copeland. Uh, they had great games against Pitt, but they both struggled in this one. They didn't really do much of anything. They weren't necessarily needed, but you think that after two games like that where Quidir is just balling out of his mind, that he would have gotten a little bit more of a look, but he didn't. They were, they were both pretty quiet in this. Yeah, I just felt like neither of them could really get anything going for whatever reason. I mean, they, they both contributed a little bit. You know, Malik had two boards in his four minutes of play, surprisingly. But he also had a turnover, which I think ultimately was what got him to get pulled out. But overall, yeah, I don't know. It felt like a little bit of a, a dud game. I mean, neither of them got that much run. Quadir only had seven minutes. Like I said, Malik only had four. So it was very limited play, even though they did get a little bit of a run. But yeah, overall, this is a little bit of a bummer. I mean, I do think we'll we'll kind of have like this revolving door around around you know our bench players and especially that four position today. You know, JT stepped up and was able to you know showcase his shooting ability with those threes. You know, last game it was you know Malik and his rebounding and his effort on defense. So it, it's going to be a revolving door moving on and throughout. The, season and maybe the entire season i'm not really sure what's going to take for one guy to to stick and we're just gonna have to kind of deal with it, i think are you a bit surprised that john bowl has been kind of quiet he hasn't really been getting too much of a look off the bench i mean he he's, he's he kind of came back a little bit he had that really good pass to yep. jg3 that that back door because i don't think he had a dnp last game i believe so yep. he he kind of you know resurrected from from the bench and played a solid nine minutes and you know when you need john bull yeah he's he's there for you so he he he's a good he's got a good role for the team as well i think we had mentioned it a little bit earlier jesse got into foul trouble it is something that he has struggled with any time a team is the least bit physical he gets pushed around and he just immediately gets into foul trouble this is something that again has been if you look at Jesse's game, this is definitely the biggest issue that he has. And it's going to be an issue for scouts moving on to the next level because they're going to be physical in the NBA. Is he able to keep up with it? I think that he is a good enough player that he doesn't need to foul. He doesn't need to be in the foul trouble. But whenever you see him, he has four fouls with 10 minutes to go. 
It's like, are you serious? Like, come on at this point. And then he's able to hopefully get out of foul trouble for the remaining bit of the game. But it's such a headache when he does this sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, the physical game that it was really called or it just is so physical. So, I mean, he, he's getting pushed around, he's pushing back and ultimately gets called. I mean, I think what's unfortunate here is that he, he had the he had the opportunity. He just couldn't get things going offensively. He he was three for eight from the field, so he had takes. He just wasn't able to finish. Wasn't able to get things going. I feel like a lot of the times when J, when Jesse has kind of a, a slower game offensively, it's just because we're not we're not getting into him. Whether that's because of defensive pressures or whatever, but we were able to get it to him. Is he wasn't able to finish for whatever reason? Whether that's you know just defensive pressures or just I don't know. Is he in a little bit of a funk right now? It, it seems like things are a little bit off for him. Well, that's the thing is, I mean, I think you could argue that Jesse is, for lack of a better word, I mean, he is a bit in in the funk. He's not played up to his standard over the past couple of games. And we know that he is able to put up double-digit rebounding numbers, double-digit points per game. I'm not saying that he's been playing bad per se. I mean, he still had 10 points in this, but still it was not the Jesse that we are kind of hoping for and not the best ACC center um, and possibly the best uh, center in all of the NCAA. He's just not playing up to that level that we kind of need him to play at. Yeah. I mean, ultimately in, in our minds and the team's mind, Jesse is a 2020 guy. So when he's, yeah. when he's getting 10 and eight, it's just like, it's just not quite what we expect and what we think he can do. So that's why we're kind of harping on him. I mean, ultimately, like, I would think probably the majority of the teams in the ACC in the country would be absolutely super happy with with that, with his stat line. But because of his potential and what we know he can do, 10 and 8's a little, falling a little short for him, it feels like. So let's move on to the worst bit of the game. Something that Jim was screaming at on a couple of occasions. If you got a chance to watch the game, you definitely saw him get get on players for this. And it was BC beating us back on defense. They did it on several occasions. It seemed like the players were just kind of, you know, not really caring, jogging back. Here's the thing. When you've got that big of a lead, yes, I understand that BC probably isn't coming back. But you really can't be doing those sort of things. That's not going to fly in this level of basketball and you saw a couple of freshmen doing it, but uh, just really aggravating stuff because if it happens against a good opponent, then you're, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Cause like, there's no, there's no formula other than just, than just putting in energy and effort. That, that's all it is. There's no other excuse here. Like there's like, it's, just, it's very simple solution here. And that's just to get back on defense. And that's that's a mantra of the two three. That's a mantra of this program. You finish up on offense, and you go get, get, go back in, into the zone. It's like it's very simple. It's 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 I don't know. It's just it's kind of wild that it, it happens. I, I, there's no excuse. So it's just it's just really frustrating to to see this happen, especially into ACC play here. The zone very easily breaks down when it's just four people back on defense. And you see that uh, a couple of times, like early in the season, if a player is confused and they don't really know the zone that well, especially freshmen. And you you see that where, especially if it's on the wing, a player is easily able to pull up or they're able to cut in. And you can't have those sort of gaps. So it's 
at this point in the year, you don't really expect it to happen and it can never happen at any point. But hopefully, hopefully, Zach, it's just kind of a, a one time occurrence and doesn't happen again. I imagine that Jim would get on them uh, a lot in, in the next practice. Speaking of his practice, Jim mentioned in the presser, and it's no secret that Jim absolutely loves practice. This is how he, you know, determines everything, which makes sense. But in the presser, in the presser, he mentioned how after the holiday break, they had some really, really fantastic, competitive, great practices leading to this BC game, and how it kind of, in his mind, fell short because of how well they were playing in practice. He mentioned that Benny was the best forward in practice. And he's capable of being a double double guy, which which I can see. I mean, the second double double of the season, yeah. Benny. Uh, you know, he's got some big promise. And then the other thing he he, he mentioned was, Quadir has been unbelievable. He's our best player in the last four, four four or five practices. That's a high remark coming from uh, Jim Jim Baham there. That surprised me too. You know that Quadir has a ton of energy. He has a lot of personality when he's out there. And if you see him on the bench, he's usually hyping guys up. He seems like he is a team favorite with the coaches, with the players. And that surprised me when Jim was saying that he was the best player in the last four or five practices. Zach, sometimes all you need is one big game to really come out. And that's why I was a little bit surprised with this one, that he wasn't really able to do much of anything, but Against Pitt, I mean, he showed his his energy, and that's the kind of guy, Zach, that that takes you like a really long ways. It, it, maybe they're just on the bench hyping you up, but that's the kind of teammate that you really look forward to, and the kind of teammate that you kind of aspire to be. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's just overall in 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 terms of the program and having these great practices and this team, you know, committing to. Being competitive and working really hard in practice is very good for for especially these young guys, especially for these these forwards who are struggling or these, these players like Quadir and Malik who want to get into, into more minutes. I think it's really great and it's good to hear that they're being so competitive, that they're having good practices. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll have a full game here where we can feel really good about it and, you know, where, where Jim's happy with, with the performance, which we, we kind of joked about this before we, we started. But it seems like and no matter the game, win or lose, Jim always says we need to get better. So, I mean, that's a, that's a decent outlook, but you got to give the guys flower when they deserve it, you know? Yeah, I think the other thing, too, that you that we're going to you know, kind of end on here is the big, from, from my point of view, the big takeaway from the presser was the fact that Benny is his guy. He is the best forward that we have, the best option. And that's not something that is supposed to be an insult. It's that he is... A fantastic player. He is extremely athletic. He's capable of having these games. And we've seen glimpses of it where Benny is putting up these performances where you're like, this kid can be something special. There's a reason why he's here. And it, it, it upset me last year when people were saying that Benny was going to transfer, even though he was saying himself that he wasn't going to do that. He was he was confident in the coaches, he was confident in the program. And Jim has said time and time again how he's confident in him. So I think that Benny's going to be here for a little bit. And Zach, that makes me really, really excited because he is something special. Yeah, I believe Jim mentioned this as well, that he sees Benny as a freshman, which a lot yeah. of makes like he didn't have the time to develop and to truly, you know, 
they, based on their schedule they had last year, based on the, the, the roster they had last year with all the guys and all the, the great forwards that, that, were, that were in front of them, then he didn't really have you know the opportunity to kind of make mistakes that some of these guys have the privilege to do this year. So I think that's a that's an accurate you know assessment that in a lot of ways this is Benny's freshman year. So a lot to look forward to in the next stretch here in ACC play. The next one coming up is against Louisville on Tuesday. But it's 7 o'clock at the KFC Yum Center. Louisville is not very good. And we're going to preview, Zach, all of that in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. And until then, we will talk to you soon. Let's go, Cuse. <laughs>